Pharmacy is transforming. This transformation is having a major impact on pharmacy care and patient treatment outcomes. Pharmacists are the most accessible healthcare providers throughout the country and are taking on more responsibility as their roles are expanding. The RX Influencer Magazine features some of the most influential pharmacists in the nation. Pharma Salon and the Pharmacy Podcast Network are hosting the first RX Influencer Salon event about trends and opportunities in healthcare led by pharmacists. The RX Influencer Salon will be a live event held in St. Louis, October 24th and 25th, featuring four key conference tracks including pharmacogenomics, entrepreneurship, compounding, and cannabis. This event is like none other and will help you build your business, career, and knowledge of the upcoming opportunities in healthcare led by pharmacists. Sign up today by visiting pharmasalon.com forward slash rxinfluencer. That's pharmasalon.com forward slash rxinfluencer. Become part of the most influential providers in healthcare today. Join us in St. Louis at the RX Influencer Salon. listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Since 2009, the Pharmacy Podcast has been leading podcast publications as the insider voice of the pharmacy industry. Explore the profession and business of pharmacy through audio. Join us at PharmacyPodcast.com or subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google, or any of your favorite podcast directories. is an interesting parallel today in the conversation that I'm going to have with somebody very special to the pharmacy profession. I might call him the godfather of functional medicine and pharmacy, but he may think that might be too bold of a statement. But regardless, there's going to be some bold statements uh, shouted out today about functional medicine and the fact that it's finally here. It's here to stay. It's here to grow. It's here to be layered on top of the six, eight, 12, 20 years of education that pharmacists go through to become experts in fill in the blank, pediatrics, uh, pharmacogenomics, oncology, um, pain management. Shout out to Dr. Mark uh, Garofoli out there at WVU. The Pharmacy Podcast Network has been from the beginning always forward thinking and reaching and finding and searching for pharmacists that are out there doing things that aren't part of the norm in order for us to transform the industry of what is pharmacy care. What does that mean? Well, that means better services for our patients, better outcomes, and it's happening at a time where the payment methods and the payment systems are also changing and transforming from prescription-focused through the PBMs, the way that the status quo is today, and now transforming once again into something more outcomes-based. So the one and only Robert Kress, one of my favorite pharmacists that I've known for years, interviewed you. We still can't figure it out. Um, 2014-ish, 2016-ish on the Pharmacy Podcast. It was called the Pharmacy Podcast Show way back then. Welcome back. It's been too long, Robert. Thank you so much for, for making this time. 
Todd, Todd, thank you so much for having me. And um, honestly, kudos to your growth and what you've done for pharmacy. Um, You know, I just briefly shared with you that years ago, uh, I used to look at all the other disciplines of medicine and pharmacy always had the softest voice. We never spoke up. We, we were satisfied to be thrown a bone, which is still happening to this day. But, you know, I think you've provided the, um, the system, the outlays for pharmacists to speak up and share their voice and to get loud, you know, and to get bold. So thank you. You're very welcome. I'm excited that you're here because I really want to dig into the impact that the accepted practice of functional, holistic, there's so many different names and probably uh, definitions of different facets of it, of what this means to pharmacists and the ability to combine what you learned in the intensity of chemistry and pharmacology in mixing that in your bowl and pestle with what is functional medicine. And your time at Temple University, uh, where you got your um, your degree and moving forward um, as someone who had a chemist background and understanding medical systems and your nutritional background and the, the passion that you had for nutrition so early in your time and in life, that all cultivated it all mixed up into what is Robert Crest today, including the fact that you were one of the first pharmacists to deliver continuing education to the markets around um, talking about what is uh, functional pharmacy and functional medicine. So let's kick off the, the, the discussion today a little bit about yourself, just in case there's listeners who don't know Robert Kress, um, and then I'm going to get into uh, the advancement of uh, functional medicine. Awesome. Thank you. So, you know, I graduated Temple back in 94, so that kind of dates myself here. <clears throat> Excuse me. Um, but, you know, even at that time, I was a little frustrated with the coursework. Like there was, we had one elective of 30 minutes about herbs and, you know, growing up, um, I was kind of a, uh, you know, an anti-medicate, like I would not be rushed to the hospital for anything or the doctor or anything like that. So I think that was kind of brought into me, but right when I graduated pharmacy school, I was frustrated. You know, I was doing my internship out in Philadelphia, but I just saw this rise. If anyone remembers back in 94, 95, we were coming online with computers, but it was like we were chasing symptoms with more prescriptions. And it was really the true advent of polypharmacy. And I could kind of see the horizon, what was going on. There was stress at the pharmacy counter. So I took this East-West Herb course by Michael and Leslie Tierra. This is before internet. This is when you got like, you ordered online and you got this, you know, this book handed to you, right? And you you fill it out and you send it back in. And, um, you know, I started like practicing with like Native American, like folk traditions of medicine, traditional Chinese medicine, Ayurvedic medicine. So that was my input. <clears throat> From there, um, I fell into the mind-body medicine. I mean, I'm studying like Louise Hay, Carolyn Mace, um, and all these people back then, and I continued to cultivate it. Um, Fast forward, I ended up in Jackson, Wyoming for the better part of a decade. I was really frustrated with pharmacy. I was telling myself I'd be out of it by the year 2000. I broke that pact to myself, but I just kind of became a resident snowboarder um, with a good job in a tourist town. Um, but I knew I needed more. And I was introduced, fortunately, by my technician um, or an intern who went back to pharmacy school and she was uh, um, experienced uh, some time with PCCA. I'm like, what's this compounding thing? You know, bringing back to traditional roots. Uh, up and left Jackson Hole, 
moved on, learned about PCCA. I was in Asheville, North Carolina. So my true mentors down at Nature's Pharmacy, um, Mike and Phil, and they showed me what they were doing. I'm like, this is what I want to do. So it was compounding. It was natural medicine. It was working with the patients. I ended up putting that whole thing together in Michigan. It um, kind of blossomed to a mini health clinic. I had functional medicine practitioners working for me. And my training and studies, I've gone through my CCN, a regular acupuncture, Reiki studies. I'm a consummate learner. I like to keep learning. Um, when I found applied kinesiology through Premier Research Laboratories, I was like, oh, my God, like I found my tribe, right? <laughs> like these weird thinking people. And I, I found how I can implement that into functional medicine, functional pharmacy, which I then started. So it is a unique path of, you know, pharmacists are so unique in the community. We are a hub for patient care. And, you know, I like to say it's a beyond functional medicine approach because I like to take everything from earth to the mind, to the body, to the energetics and looking at the whole thing. Um, I've been working with pharmacists all along. Right now I'm in my uh, practice with my partner. She's a physician and we see people based on a beyond functional medicine program. And it's been extremely successful. Um, you know, I, this is the part, one of the areas that pharmacists are so valuable. You know, she shared with me the nuances that I bring to it from reading the functional lab tests <clears throat> to making adjustments and changes to protocols, keeping in mind medications and supplements. It's so key. And busy medical practices don't have that. So us pharmacists, we have a way to support, but we also have a way to step into it and own it on our own. Um, and that's where I spend my time. My other half of the time, we talked about serving two masters right? Um, and this is basically educating and training pharmacists how to implement this within their own pharmacies or their own practice in itself. So um, yeah, I probably skipped over a few things, but here I am today. So when we have the Cleveland Clinic um, have a web page on their site, that's all about functional medicine, you know that it's come full circle in being yeah. called some kind of uh, quacker jack of medicine back in the day when people first started talking about it because it was a threat. It's anything that is a threat to the status quo, usually backed by billions, if not trillions of dollars. If you're threatening something, you're going to be discredited. You're going to be talked about in the, you know, in the circles of, of, of the insider trust circles that, that will shun you and push you to the side. But when you have, um, USA Today and the New York Times and magazines and even like Forbes did a did a, a whole paper on functional medicine. Dr. Mark Hyman has made his entire profession now in becoming this uh, functional medicine leader, um, along with uh, my mention of once again, the Cleveland Clinic. Now it's time for the pharmacist to rise. And and here's what I mean by that. We have 300,000 plus pharmacists in the United States, and some people say that there's too many pharmacists and not enough jobs. And once again, that is part of the status quo thinking. That is, you know, 60,000 plus uh, retail pharmacies throughout the entire country, which is 19,000 independents, and the rest of them are all these chains. And that's part of the old way of medicine. I see a new birth of medicine coming to our country that's catching up with eastern medicine as you know this uh, robert you've probably read in um you know so many books on eastern medicine and what they've been doing for hundreds if not thousands of years and now it seems to be meshing and fusing with the scientific evidence-based peer-reviewed studies that we're finally accepting it 
and the definition, that functional medicine model of care, offering that patient-centered approach, which it always should have been that way, to chronic disease management, seeking the answer or seeking the question, why are you ill? You know, why are you sick? What's really happening in your life that is sick? And you just said it, Robert. You said slow down and stop putting a medicine, stop putting medicine in your body and take a, take a, a pause and let's find out what's really happening in your body. Well, that's exactly it. And every disease, there's an emotional element to it. I heard Carolyn may say that years and years ago, and I fully believe it. I believe there's a disconnection of self and that allows that to happen. Now, one a term that comes to mind off of that is basically with functional medicine, functional pharmacy, it's the best of age-old traditions and modern-day discoveries. We're open to everything. We're not discounting anything. We recognize that we have an awesome emergency medical system in our country, but it fails us beyond the emergency. So that's where we're stepping in to fix that. And you know, when you speak about Cleveland Clinic, Mark Hyman, everyone that stepped up, you know, I, one thing I don't want to lose oversight to, back in 2004 when I started my pharmacy, it was on the backs of a patient-driven movement. It was the patients that were calling out before us pharmacists could even recognize it. I was teaching my CEs to pharmacists, and I had hecklers in the crowd because they thought I was crazy, and I didn't know if there was hope for us to survive this or not. But um, you know, it's really the patients, and we are here to be the advocates for them. They want to know more, and they want someone that they can trust in that can listen to them and don't just shoot them down for their beliefs. You know, these patients are tired of going to the doctor to say your problems are because your age. That's a bunch of BS, you know? We can be living to our 40s, our 50s, our 60s, our 70s and beyond with vitality. You know, I like to bring everything back to what were we as primal man and woman? You know, how was our life? We've got the same genetic imprint that we had 160,000 years ago. Our lifestyle's different. And that's why in my training, I've got to hit the core foundations. And that's what I don't want anyone to miss out on. This is the conversation behind the pharmacy counter. This is the, um, the movements we do, the rest that we impart, the foods that we eat, the lifestyle, um, you know, getting into community, getting into nature. And then how does nutrition in part with pharmaceuticals. How do we bring that together? So that's the basis that oftentimes, even in functional medicine, we skip over. We want to get to the sexy testing. We want to get to the protocols, but let's get back to the basics first. And then let's talk about that. Let's choose something that you've experienced over your years and understanding how this is impacting patient health. And you said that it was being driven by the patient. So was yeah. it the diabetic? Was it the was it the individual with hypertension? Was it somebody with pain? Pick something that we know is prevalent throughout our country and what pharmacists are focused on. And let's dig down into some of the stories that you've that you've um, experienced yourself with your patient. I love that question because, you know, I think predominantly when you look at a functional medicine practice or even a functional pharmacy, there's two things that come to mind primarily, and then we expand from there. First of all, we owe a lot to the 40 to 60-year-old female who's sick and tired of feeling sick and tired. The one that's speaking up saying, you know what, this is not normal. In 2001, they told me hormones were bad, so they pulled that away from me, and I feel like crap, but no one's fixing the problem. And I want to know more. We've got leaders in our field, such as Pam Smith, who stepped into this years ago. And I'll, I'll throw a shout out to her. I had her talk in my pharmacy. And it was that patient-driven movement. It was that speech. It was the voice that she was sharing to 70-plus women that were in my audience. 
in my pharmacy that kick the kick stuff off. So, you know, we've got people that have come before us and we're going to have people that have come after us, but it is that 40 to 60 year old demographic. And it still is. Now the opportunity is not just with them, but it's with metabolism and it's with metabolic medicine. Um, it's like, Hey, Jim Laval, thank you so much for writing the book, the metabolic code. Cause back in 2006, when I started my free seat, my, um, uh, CCN training with you, you know, that was lesson three. And you just put that fire within me, seeing what needs to be done with inflammation, with blood sugar disorders, how all this is so preventable. And right now what we're doing is these are the people we're working with, but you know, we've got to take a beyond lipid approach. So many people are just stuck chasing lipids. What's your cholesterol doing? We can dive deeper. We can find out what cholesterol is it good. Is it bad? Um, how is that related to our thyroid? How is it related to our adrenals and our stress? So this is the bulk honestly, of um, our patients that come to see, that, see us. Now, I'm also going to step into some other directions. Um, we, as humans, have been very conditioned by our upbringing. There's many traumas that have happened before the age of seven that we wouldn't even think that would be. So we have moms bringing children to us, and we're starting to see things in certain ways. So we're open to say, you know what? I think you need to speak to someone on this. There might be some therapy that needed, that's needed. Uh, where we said that I've, we've prescribed people creating a garden to get outside and play in the dirt, get into the biome. This is a needed thing because once again, so many times we just overshoot things. Um, so, you know, we've had so many examples of how we can be as pharmacists, how we can be as clinicians, and most importantly, how we can be as coaches. There's this bridge of clinician to coach that I think we need to really accept within ourselves and learn what's going on there as a patient advocate and support that way. So, um, you know, I've got a lot of examples that work that way. Uh, autoimmunity, you know, when I work with pharmacists, they're like, oh my God, where do I start? Right. But what's the beauty of compounding? We can do some low dose naltrexone. We can really get to the root of it. But once again, Every patient comes to you with a foundational uh, inception of something that went wrong. So we need to go to the fundamentals. We need to look at the gut. We need to look at the adrenals. And we don't have to make it so um, confusing or like it's a big challenge. Let's start with the foundation. Let's listen to our patients. And let's keep an open mind and move forward. So let's shift to a boring gear, but it's necessary. And I want to talk about it because I know that you've probably run into this and that is the reimbursement that a pharmacist should receive for hmm. digging into a patient's life and what they're going through where functional, holistic, whatever you want to call it, medicine comes into play where the pharmacist is making some uh, suggestions based on what the physician might have said as a team in saying, hey, here's the next steps you take and what if, Robert, I mean, um, the the horror of what I'm about to say, but what if there's no medication involved in the consultancy between that pharmacist and the patient where there's just some shifts and some suggestions being made in order to tackle some kind of ailment or some kind of condition? Yeah, that's Let's talk huge. about um, reimbursement. So we talk about pharmacy reimbursement because yeah. now we're talking about Okay. So, you know, I recently wrote a blog post on my at functionalpharmacy.com. It's it's called Stop Chasing AWPs. 
You know, we've gotten to the point where we're so beholden and strangled by insurance companies. Um, when I opened my pharmacy, that was in a, a very conservative area off the beaten path in a high rent district. I didn't accept insurance. And I was in major corporate America. That was around me. There was a major corporation. So these people were the, of the mindset of my insurance got to pay. So I kind of went a different route. But now working with pharmacies, I see how it's gotten so thin margins that there's programs out there that teaches them to find the best AWP bill on that one until the insurance company catches on. So, you know, we got to get to the foundations and what can be foundational and supportive to our practice than something that's sustainable, which I believe is these tiny tweaks that we can make with patients. It's building that um, resilient bond why they keep coming back to us. So, uh, you know, we're looking at, and it would, wouldn't it be awesome if quality supplements were reimbursed and maybe someday we'll see that. There's a drive for that. But right now it's not there. But I also think there's kind of this um, ode to it where the patient's kind of taking responsibility and saying, no, I want to do it this way. I know that offering and I'm looking at the different options, um, but I think this is going to be best for me. And I, you also, know, I, I also think that there's a movement where there are there are people, consumers, call them patients that are ready to pay cash for the oh. consultancy of someone who understands what their condition is and how to help solve it through suggestive diet plan, exercise plans, um, um, new new strategies to their health, and then combining it with prescribed medications, um, possibly de-prescribing, especially if um, you look at their uh, records and you see that they're on, you know, 16 medications. And then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second, what's that doing to your liver and kidneys? Let's uh, let's do a, a titration plan and get you to another level. And now, you know, a year from today, you'll be on, you know, six medications or something. And, and but regardless, I think there's a business model here. I just want to help to accelerate it as quickly as possible so that the pharmacists who are listening right now who say, this is what I want to be. I want to combine the evidence-based NDC medications that are out there with the world of holistic medicine and balance the two so that we don't have to be necessarily on a medication for the rest of our lives. We could say, hey, let's start here to get this uh, blood pressure under control. But in six months from now, you may not be on this medication anymore because now we've used, and I'm not a pharmacist, you know that, um, ginger root or, you know, turmeric or something happening where you know that it is working. So kind of talk to our listeners today. How do they tackle that? Let's build a business around this. Absolutely. I'll give you a little example, too, of one we recently had. So um, our practice, and if people want more information, it's called Solo Medicine. It can be found at kcorpusmd.com. Um, I work with Kay with her patients. It's most She has mostly a female-dominated practice. I read all the labs, make the recommendations. Um, we consult with the patients. But I'm also running the men's health program where she comes in on that. So we see a unique perspective here. Now, and speaking to that, you know, the program that's been built, uh, it's, it's a great model and it's a coaching model, you know, so it provides the patients with a path to step off on. We have, we start off with a, what's called a root cause review with the patient. Uh, Kay came up with that. I thought it was perfect because within the initial setting, it's like, you know what, I think this is the root cause and this is the path we 
need to go. The path, they pay an upright price to us. And it could be payments and all, but everything's included. We get the functional testing included to them. So we see what's going on with the gut. We see what's going on with your adrenals and their hormone cascade. We will recommend serum labs as well. We'll have them drawn, which could either be cash pay or through their insurance. But we even provide them with the supplements. That doesn't have to happen, but a consumer's coming into it. And the first part here with this whole paradigm is they're being listened to can't lose sight of that. And they're being heard and they're being validated. They're being validated, sound like invalidated, um, which is really big. So then we walk with them through nutrition visits, diet, lifestyle movements. Um, we're both movement experts as well. Um, we're both yoga instructors. Um, so we bring that into it. Um, MoveNet trainers. So it's very important uh, to that. So that's the business model that works. Now, I know at first the pharmacists that I consult with, they want to get into the one-on-one. They're not really comfortable with bringing that program in, which is fine. But I also consult when I mentor them, be like, okay, we got to get them on the books because pharmacists, as we spoke about initially, are um, very sometimes difficult to speak up and direct people what to do. If you go through any medical practice, you've got your next appointment booked before you walk out the door, right? So we got to do things like that. But we find providing them a structure where they can kick back and they can allow themselves to empower themselves and be empowered is very successful. Um, I want to give you a quick example. I sat with a, we sat with a new patient last week, uh, 53, 54, retired, um, went through this transition in life, sold his business. I uh, can't run that much anymore. Attributes it to the statin drug that he's taken. So we look at this and we look at a bunch of different factors and I'm like really focused on that because I'm like, is there a need for the statin drug? Because it was total cholesterol that was measured, right? Um, We want to look deeper. I want to know where triglycerides are. Were they an issue? They actually weren't. He never had a cardiovascular event that would denote him to be on this without looking deeper, such as um, how many particles of LDL does he have? Is it good LDL? Is it bad LDL? And can we make that shift through natural supplements, supplements like berberine or bergamot, something that we like to do that we know we won't be depleting the coenzyme Q10 that won't cause the muscle pain, that will prevent him from running, that keeps him this sedentary person that's not really engaged in life because he just lost out on one of his passions. So we also know what's going on with his adrenals. We need to know, you know, when you sell, when you have a big life change, you're running on, you're running on adrenaline for a couple of years and then your body feels safe and you exhale and everything falls with it. We see this time and time again. So, Hey, let's support your adrenals. Let's talk about your lifestyle. What do you want to do for the next half of your life? And this, this is all the conversations come that come up in these initial 60 minutes. So the patient really sees like, Whoa, they're invested in my whole life right? Not just my thing of saying, I want to run again. I'm realizing that it has to be hit from so many different angles. And, you know, I look at four sources of energy in my health men's health program. Um, it's our emotional, it's our mental, it's our energetic, um, and it's our physical, you know, so it's bringing it all together. So I'm looking at a journal article as I'm talking with you right now, and it's put out by the journal of American college of clinical pharmacy written by Dr. Prokuski, uh, Dr. Uh, Jeffrey, and Dr. Brandt, Nicole, Sean, and Jennifer. And it's titled, How to Implement Deprescribing into Clinical Practice. So let's take a step back for just a second. And we were talking, before we started recording, we were really talking about 
the professional aggression that's needed from pharmacists who know from a scientific perspective that what they're doing is correct, and now you're coming up to the barriers of the status quo. You're coming up sometimes to the barriers of the AMA, afraid of pharmacists thinking that they're going to start their standalone practices and they're going to do all this prescribing and they're just going to take over and it's not going to leave any room for the physician. And that is absolutely not the case, but sometimes these things are just made up. So the, the challenge that many pharmacists can and will and probably do face is looking at what the patient is is what's happening in their life and they say hey let's go through a deep prescribing session and and getting you um, possibly off some of these medications that are sometimes prescribed just to um, combat the effects of another medication it has nothing to do with their actual you know it condition other than just a side effect and mm -hmm. now the pharmacist makes the phone call or reaches out to the prescribing physician and they start locking horns and there starts to be some kind of, you know, conflictive, um, you know, they're, they're not a, as accepting to the deep prescribing move. So when you think about that, Robert, and we want this to go mainstream, we want pharmacists to build their own practice, um, you know, practices with their own patients and in their own communities. And we want that to happen. We want community pharmacies. We want the independent community pharmacies to adopt functional medicine as a way of not only growing their businesses, but helping their community become healthier. So talk to us through your own experiences. How do you, how do you reach out to physicians? How do you find physicians to <clears throat> encompass this? And how do you get around those obstacles with the, with the status quo physician who you know, isn't thinking that way and isn't accepting what's coming through the practice of functional medicine? Yeah, it's an excellent question. And, you know, for me, fortunately, over the years, I've been, um, you know, when I started my own pharmacy, um, I was bucking the system, but I came to it with a lot of credibility. I came to it speaking of the science. Um, I think the important thing is we've got to recognize our lane. Now, I know we could be a doctor or a pharmacy, but in the broad sense of the term, folks, we're not doctors. Right, we're pharmacists. We're experts in medication. We can be experts in nutrition. We can be experts in the body and how it works together. But there's a certain pathology sense that someone that's gone to med school and certain issues they have. So I think we have to respect that, to be honest with you. And we don't want to um, cause uh, them to feel threatened because listen, we're battling egos. We're battling our ego, our own egos. We're battling their egos, and egos are driven from fear, right? And change. Change is a stress, but it's also fear. So I think there's a relatability. Um, it's recognizing each individual physician is going to come at it with their own story. You know, I where I live now, I've got a local pharmacy that I do consulting with, and there's one farm, one doctor that they'll do the hormones, but don't do not recommend an adjustment on the hormones. But you know what? I don't know anything about adrenals, so I saw that, and we went into that. It's like well, let's talk to this doctor and say, hey, because they're not doing anything on adrenals and stress, and it's dearly needed. So it's like we can offer you this. He's cool with it. You know, it's kind of how you come about it. Um, in our practice, me and Kay, we have such a great balance because of our expertise. We we have expertises that come from similar areas, but also, once again, I, you know, when it comes to the pathology of things and the med school that she's been to, but also on my, you know, my expertise in nutrition and supplements and nuances, there's this coming together that works really well. 
So a lot of times it's know your audience. Um, it's really know your part and respect that. And I do think as you're talking, when there's um, more prescribing rights coming to pharmacists, we've got states where they can kind of put together what would appear to be their own medical clinic. I think they've got to recognize where we've been and where we want to go and honor that. And don't go in with guns blazing, but go in uh, and be bold with your beliefs and work with them that way. Does that make sense? It does make sense, and that's good advice. Um, I think of the coming of technologies that have, have risen, the, the wearable technology. I think of the digital therapeutics that um, are rising, um, Dexcom, um, the, the Omnipod, the, the monitoring technologies, all of this data out there. Having a pharmacist get access to that for the patients that they're serving, much of that data, and being able to map out what's happened in the past, as well as what can be predicted based on even artificial intelligence, was just talking to LifeLink Systems the other day, Robert, amazing organization, taking all of this data and starting to build out predictive models of what could mm. happen based on doing nothing and not changing anything and then showing you know, how it could, it could create major issues, if not... Uh, death for um, for patients if, if changes weren't made. So that brings me back to some of the new technologies that are out there, including biosimilars and the age of the, the rise of the functional pharmacist. And therein lies the experience that you can't get from a book and you can't get from a journal article. You can't get from any evidence-based study. You have to be around patients and you have to experience what they're going through. You have to have empathy. You have to be listening. And oh, it's man. challenging. It's, it, you have yeah. to be a 360-degree healthcare provider and being yeah. able to understand what can I utilize that's modern technology that might be a pharmaceutical manufactured medication, <laughs> and how do I combine that with something that's more holistic? Yeah, I mean, you just nailed the, you know, uh, hit the nail on the head and um, it's individual, individualized with each patient. But, you know, when you say that you have to be 360 degrees, the cool thing is it's so rewarding. Like I'm not, so me personally, I'm not the big proponent. I'm, I'm for myself. I'm not a wearable dude, right? Like, like I'm the type of person that will look at a number and I'll look at it again and I'll look at it again to the point where I perseverate on it, where it's probably not doing me any good. Although when there are certain metrics and markers, like when we're talking about someone losing weight, please don't step on the scale every day. Like, I don't want you to know that I want it on a weekly basis to see what's going on. Let me know how you're feeling. Um, you know, I, I was actually in email with a, a patient today where we're, you know, dialing in, like she's trying to dial in her foods choices and her bloating. And she's gone so big into this flow chart. I'm like, can we just bring it down? Right. Let's just kind of turn it down a bit. Right. So, but that being said, the technology offers us so much that we could miss out on. And I think it's huge. It's like functional testing. How, look how we've advanced into that and the possibilities. So um, I think what's probably smart is when you create your program moving forward, you bring these foundational elements in, what you believe is going to be the best for your patient. And you lead with that and you don't keep trying to shape shift because that's another thing that we try to do. We keep trying to chase the next thing and the new thing. 
and it's the dialing in. So yes, it's a challenge. Yes, it's super rewarding. When you said empathy, you nailed it. That's a big part of it. Um, you know, it's, have you ever heard of the whole earth, whole earth catalog? Yeah, I haven't. Okay. So it was written by a bunch of beatniks turned into hippies way back in, you know, 60s. Stuart Brand was like the author. So I had the last printed edition of it that came out, I think in 84 or something like that. And they talked about going from, um, uh, different medical periods where we're going into the information age of medicine and the information age is the thing that empowers individuals. So we're not in this, um, there's a primary practitioner that tells us what to do. That's allopathic medicine. And what they weren't describing because there wasn't a name for it is this information age is functional medicine because it empowers the patients to make these decisions and changes for themselves. Um, you know, when you can actually equate on a wearable or something that, oh my God, I really wasn't getting restful sleep. And that's why I wake up in the morning. Even though I think I slept eight hours, I don't feel rested. It sinks into them. And then they realize there's something else going on. And then that allows us to step on the path a little further. I'm reading on your website and I did this before we had started, but now I'm realizing there's just so much more there. Functionalpharmacy.com. It's going to be in the show, uh, the show notes where you have a soul of medicine, functional medicine program that then comes back to what you said earlier. It's the physical, the emotional, the mental, and the spiritual and energetic part of every human being that's out there. And I know that you have programs specifically for, for uh, men, and I think that's uh, incredibly important because uh, we all know that there's just a difference in different times of life that men are going to go through something different than a woman's going to go through um, app, your, your sexual appetite versus your weight gain versus your ability to, you know, climb a set of stairs or whatever it is that you're going through. There's definitely some similarities based on the fact that we're all human, but there's also some differences because the difference between what men and women go through. Talk to me about the soul of medicine and working more with uh, Dr. Corpus. Absolutely. So, you know, and this is it, it. The more we learn, the more we work together. It can it continues to evolve. So, Kay came up with that name a number of years ago, and then I think we met and we started working together, and we saw our individual paths. Like I told you, we were reading Carolyn Mace in the late '90s, early 2000s at the same time, um, going through through things like when we didn't even know each other, like Reiki training and all this stuff. It was really eerie kind of. Um, so there's also this thing about recognizing, um, you might've heard the terms like the sacred masculine, the wounded masculine, the sacred feminine, the wounded feminine. And we're coming within each other, within people around us with these wounds and these traumas. And, you know, we need to kind of find where we are as, and I'll just speak right now as men, in this life where our responsibilities are do we still have the umbilical cord touched to mommy right or have we individuated ourselves for ourselves as well as into our relationships so this is a lot of the stuff that we do when we talk about soul and spirituality you know it's kind of funny um you know Kay's pisces so she's kind of hitting it from up here like she goes into that level from up here i'm taurus so i'm hitting it from the earth so i find my spirituality and my connection actually through ground and in a grounded way where she hits it from a different area. So I think this provides us a great balance working together, but this is the areas that we talk about. We believe medicine starts with the soul. It, it, illness starts with the disconnection, whether it be to self, 
to spirit, whatever you want to call it or donate it, uh, you know, to your own beliefs. What is your perception of yourself? You know, self-esteem is a real issue nowadays. And I see it in men. We see it in our patients. Um, it's, you know, it's, I heard the term the other day, the quote, it's really difficult to rise above the belief that ha someone has in oneself. And it's true. So these are all the areas we'd like to go through. So, you know, you can find more about what we do. You can see my men's health program on functional pharmacy. You can hop on over to K Corpus MD and see how we implement it there. Um, so it's it's a wonderful process. Yeah, did that kind of add ask, answer your question? Oh, absolutely. I think that um, finding physicians and other healthcare providers in your specific community to help build your practice is so important, and they're out there. You know, this is not just happening in a vacuum. Um, there are so many healthcare providers that I'm running into, that I'm talking with, that we meet at conferences who are thinking on the same pathway that you and uh, and Kay have, have thought about in, in putting together. Um, it's always good to packetize something and market something. So Soul of Medicine, I just hashtag Soul of Medicine on Twitter and I just uh, tagged you on it. So we'll have to uh, stay in touch more so on, on the social media platforms. But I, I am thinking of the pharmacist who's listening right now, who has 10 years experience in a community setting where they, they feel burnout, but they have a passion to help people and that they're listening and they say, I want to create a functional pharmacy business and mm -hmm. I want to reach out to, to people like uh, Dr. Marina uh, Boskov and I want to reach out to um, uh, you know, Dr. Christina Tarantola, and I want to reach out to, um, you know, even um, uh, Dr. Lisa Fast, who's helping pharmacists to transform their businesses from community pharmacy. I think you should be there, Robert, because I think you provide a guide because of your legacy experience. This isn't new for you. This is something that you've been saturating in now for years, and you've baked it into your psyche from a pharmacist's perspective, which gives me chills because I get excited because that means that pharmacists can repeat it over and over again, but they can give it their own secret sauce. And I think that the individualism that we bring to the table, which brings empathy, it brings personality, it brings color to medicine, it brings yes. soul to medicine, just like you guys said, and I want to encourage our listeners to reach out to Robert and schedule time to possibly even talk with him and learn more about this. But Robert, what's the what's the best way to work with you if if a pharmacist is listening and in fact does want to reach out to you? Absolutely. You know, I've got a couple different ways. First of all, reach out to me, functionalpharmacy at gmail.com or go over to functional pharmacy, put your name in the site, you'll find a contact. Um, I've got a a few different ways uh, I work with people. I have Functional Pharmacy University Grad School and the business, the Practice Building Academy. Um, I have this designed one for individual pharmacists that want to kind of create their own consultant practice. It's a monthly membership, tons of value. Um, I go everything from the foundation, the fundamentals, and really the weird crap that I like to talk about. Um, but I also work with independent pharmacies. Um, so we can train the whole staff. We can get them talking the same way. We provide um, marketing templates. And then I've got my mentorship program. So I'm the coach. I'm the mentor. We are on the phone together weekly 
you know, working with either you and your staff, walking you through the process. So um, there's more information over at functionalpharmacy.com, but um, it's my passion uh, and it's really cool. You know, I like to, there was a, there's a term um, that Kay and I met over the book, um, uh, Course in Miracles. And the, the de description of a miracle is a simple shift in perception. And I swear that is the thing that's going to change our industry and our practice of pharmacy and functional medicine and functional pharmacy around. It's just that simple tweak of perception. That's why I want to provide people. That's awesome. Well, it, it's been too long, so we can't wait another six or seven years for to have you back. Um, no. You also have a wonderful podcast that's out there that you um, have on Anchor right now. Um, if someone Googles functional pharmacy, uh, Robert Kress, it comes right up, or even functional pharmacy uh, podcast, it comes right up. So if you're listening, you want to hear more um, on Rob and what he's doing, please look that up. That will also be in the show notes. Robert, this has been awesome. It's been just terrific to, to be talking with you. I'm so proud of what you've built. Um, and like I said, I'm giving you the name right now, the godfather of functional pharmacy, because it, in, in my book of being a stalker of pharmacists, I, I can't go back far enough in the legacy of what is functional medicine to find another pharmacist that's really stood out and has been as crazy as you are about it. And now, of course, it's it's better accepted. So congratulations. Todd, I appreciate you. Thank you for everything you've done. And I'm going to accept that. I, I, I'm learning to accept stuff in my latter years of life. <laughs> you're, well, if you're not the godfather, you're my godfather. I have uh, <laughs> Robert Kress is the uh, godfather for me of, of all things functional um, pharmacy. So I expect to see more coming from you. Obviously, we'd like to have you back on the show. We're going to actually have a conference called the RX Influencer Salon. It's going to be in October uh, 24th and 25th. It's going to be in St. Louis. It's going to be about how pharmacists are changing um, the traditional roles of, of treatment and pharmacy care. And um, through entrepreneurship, through compounding, through cannabis, through pharmacogenomics, and I think functional medicine actually um, belongs to, in, those, in those circles. So be on the, the lookout. And if, you, if you're not doing anything October 24th, uh, Robert, I'd love to see you in St. Louis. My calendar just opened up. Very good. All right. Well, if you're listening, you want to learn more, functionalpharmacy.com. And Robert, once again, thank you. Thank you, Todd. I really appreciate it.